Hello and welcome to Hot Takes, the story screen podcast where we see new movies and tell, talk, to, talk to you guys about them, talk to you guys about new movies. My name is Robbie, I'm your host today. Uh, before we jump into it, just want you guys to know, this is not the only podcast we do on Story Screen. StoryScreenBeacon.com is a host of many podcasts, articles, and reviews, so please head over to our website to find our schedule for our movie theater and check out even more podcasts. But for now, we are talking about the beta test, the new Jim Cummings joint. And I'm joined today by Jack Kolodzetsky to chat about the movie. How are you, Jack? Hello. The beta test was success. Success. We passed. We did. We did it. Congratulations. Yay. We've launched. We're in 1.0 now. Beta test successful. The alpha begins. A few bugs here and there, but we're, you know... We're uh we're we're ready to you know we're happy to uh add some post game content post launch some DLC and uh yep yep uh the cars uh, do spawn now correctly um they don't explode instantly wait we're not talking about Battlefield right this is the movie we're talking about sorry oh yeah we're talking about we're talking about movies right right I got mixed up got things mixed up. that got aren't up. aren't often updated uh, after release sometimes they are. Sometimes they have to remove like buttholes and stuff uh, that got in there. Buttholes from um, the cats. Sometimes they have to yeah, add in um, modern early 2000s era CG into space movies. Sometimes they have to just change that whole Sonic in there. They have to do a new Sonic. That's true. The old one. That was the beta. That was the beta. We replaced him <laughs> with the new, the new Sonic. The teeth, the teeth Sonic was the beta. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, we're here to talk about the beta test. Uh, you know, this is Jim Cummings' joint who did Thunder Road, which is a story screen favorite. Wolf of Snow Hollow, which story screen people like as well, to my knowledge. Now it's just Thunder Road. We all really like Thunder Road. Um, yes. But we like the other, the other one, too. This time he's joined by uh, PJ McCabe, who also helped him uh, write and direct this movie. And he also co-stars in the film. Mm-hmm. But, uh, Jack, what's your hot take on uh, the beta test? Um, I like the beta test. I think it's probably a similar story uh, for me as it was with Wolf of Snow Hollow. Like, I, I like that, um, you know, Jim Cummings is trying is doing different stuff with his movies. You know, it's always, he's in the director's seat, he's in the writer's seat, he's makes himself kind of the, uh, the main star of the movie. And I think he's, as like an actor, he's just like a really um, electric kind of performer and is always very entertaining to watch. Um, but, you know, just like Snow Hollow, I think this one didn't, this one just didn't quite hit me as hard as, as, uh, as Thunder Road did. And I think that's probably less of, um, a problem with either Snow Hollow or Beta Test, and more just like Thunder Road is really fucking good, man. I really fucking like Thunder Road a lot. So it's hard when you know your first movie, you come out of the gate with like a true banger. It's kind of tough yeah. from there. But that said, I do like you know I think the Beta Test is doing something interesting in that it is very specific, a very specific subject matter. Um, something that I think. Jim Cummings cares about a lot. He's very vocal about Hollywood as an industry, um, you know, on Twitter and and in other spaces online. And, you know, it's interesting to see him like do a movie like this that is so, you know, almost satire of the entire industry in a way. Um, And it's it's pretty scathing in that satire, I think. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think I agree pretty much with everything you said. I also... um Enjoyed the beta test, but thought it didn't, you know, 
it didn't have as hard as Thunder Road, and like you know, you can't spend the whole the whole time comparing it to Thunder no. Road. But like, that's not really fair. No, yeah. yeah. And I was I was thinking about earlier, like, what if what if you know the movies came out in a different order? You know, do I have like recency unbiased or something like that? You know, the, his mm-hmm. first album's always better. But I was like, no, I still think no matter what, I'd be blown away by what by what Thunder Road's doing. You know, because if it came out now, I'd be like the the zeroing in and the restraint he shows is something I would talk about. So like. I think he's really well to, talk, to focus on beta test. Like, yeah, I I enjoyed beta test. I thought it was a really good ride. I thought it was spinning a little too many plates thematically because it's like talking about like yeah, it's like a scathing satire and like Hollywood and like the vapidness of like the Hollywood kind of like executive system. Um, but then it's also talking a lot about like data and the internet, and then mm-hmm. it's talking a lot yeah. about like you know. Um, affairs and relationships and like uh, some of those things like orbit together really nicely and then sometimes they feel really kind of dissonant at times um i do think what the movie excels in is like i think it's editing is really good i think mm-hmm. a lot of it's like more surreal moments really hit for me and i think you know the movie is buoyed by just like jim cummings is is such a joy to watch on screen, like in every in every movie he's in, like his performance is always so good and so fun, and he plays yeah. kind of the same character in each movie. Someone who struggles with like drug and alcohol addiction and talks really fast and can kind of fly off the handle at any moment, but this time he's not a cop. Um, and that's the key I, it's difference. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's interesting though because like I was thinking about this too. I think in both Thunder Road and in Wolf of Snow Hollow. He plays someone who is flawed, but probably at their core is still like a, a well-meaning person. You know, someone who still wants to do right, but is flawed by, well, A, their profession choice isn't perfect. But um, yeah. B, you know, they have alcohol addiction, addiction issues. They have trouble with substance and that impacts their relationships. I think the beta test is interesting because it flips that. I think this is a bad person, like from their core. Yeah. And I think it's intentional. His character in this movie is a bad person who also happens to have substance abuse problems. But it, the I think it's interestingly, those don't really – I don't think those really matter so much in the context of like what actually – what his choices in the movie are. Like I don't think he's choosing to do the things that he's doing because of substance abuse. Whereas like in Thunder Road and Wolf of Snow Hollow, like that substance abuse is much more of a um, – antagonist really for his character to like kind of overcome yeah um whereas i think and that that was that's where the satire part comes in too is like you know he's playing someone who is representing kind of the rotten core of hollywood and la and and that business yeah um and i think by that metric he's just he's just not a good person from from the beginning no, he's not a good person, and like you know, not to get into spoilers too early because we say that for like you know the the last half. But you know, I don't really know what his like arc is in the movie. I'm not really sure, like kind mm-hmm. of what like you know, not not you know, lesson learned is not always a thing that characters need to do. You know, even if they're kind of like antiheroes in a way, but like he doesn't. You know, I, I just don't really know how much change he goes through. He learns facts about his predicament, but he doesn't really change much as a person. Um, by the end that's of it. maybe also a statement um about the industry itself it could be like it could be um 
it's it's certainly possible even though like by the end of the movie i feel like the industry itself kind of like you know they they talk about the industry he's in or like the the subsect of the industry is in kind of being like a dying commodity in some ways you know mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. i don't know but uh it could be tied to it in that way i'm not i'm not totally sure um, i definitely want to i would like to come back to that and unpack that a little more once we yeah. talk about spoilers because i think that's that's probably you know that idea of this rottenness being inherent to this this industry and how it does like seep into people's lives and 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 you know that the the impact of the information age and the internet not just on how it's changed the industry which is something that Jim Cummings talks about a lot that's one thing that he you know you see him tweet all the time like just go make your movie you know you can you with an iPhone that's been made in the last 5 years you can string together a movie that will look like you know, it's po- it's more accessible, I guess, than ever to yeah. just get out there and make a movie. And he's a big proponent of that. And um, the idea that this kind of gatekeeping that happens in Hollywood is those walls are starting to come down, and that would stress someone like Jim's ca- character in this movie, who is plays an an agent named Jordan. I guess an agent, right? Is that what you would describe his his role? He's an agency movie? that develops packages for other like producers you know i wasn't quite sure like like, he's like the bullshit middleman right he's like he's probably one of the gatekeepers that is the one who makes deals with giant you know investment companies gets millions and millions if not billions of dollars from them and then turns that into you know studio huge budget studio slop i guess for better lack of a better word but um you know that idea that 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 part of the industry is changing and also at the same time the thing that goes hand in hand with that part of the industry the, the kind of like greasy abusive manipulative and let's just be honest probably way too horny executives um that make it shitty for everybody else that works in the industry is also something that is kind of um a dying breed in this age of the internet so i think that's what his character embodies and we'll i want to come back to like where he winds up at the end yeah Um, because i think that's that's probably a commentary itself as well yeah for sure i definitely would like to talk more about like what more about what he's saying on like maybe the hollywood system as a whole i guess like you know for me that element of the movie was not what was as intriguing to me as kind of like it's like central mystery as like what is Mm -hmm. the beta test what what sure who is running the beta test you know um for people who maybe haven't seen the trailer and are listening to this good idea of the movie, it's you know it's yeah, about this, this about? it's about this movie <laughs> executive guy whose job we can't fully articulate super well, who um, gets a mysterious letter in the mail to have a um, a uh, what what what's the phrase they use a like a, no uh, strings attached uh, sexual meeting sexual encounter, encounter with someone a liaison oh, if yeah. you will. and he. Uh, and he says he's like, "Well, fuck this person." So he like meet, he like puts on a blindfold. He he does a bang with someone in this hotel room, and then he kind of mm-hmm. spends the movie kind of trying to figure out like, who sent me this thing? Maybe who is the person I did a bang with? You know, and he's kind of mm-hmm. like obsessed with uh, with this like core mystery, and his life kind of falls apart as he as he tries to answer that question. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I think I'm with you that um, it's not necessarily that I think the kind of like thematic core and maybe the satirical core of it is less interesting than that core mystery. 
it seems more to me like the the writing of the movie itself is less interested in that core mystery. Do you know what I mean? Like to me, it feels like the the core mystery aspect of it, and especially where it where it winds up, like it didn't land as well. I think like the way that that mystery kind of wrapped up or didn't wrap up um, seemed to take kind of a backseat to what he was trying to say, just generally about like the film industry. Yeah, I guess you know, for me, it kind of felt maybe maybe the other way around. That was like my interpretation because I just I feel like we so quickly leave behind all the film industry stuff once kind of like the mystery starts ramping up to, mm-hmm. you know, and then like once his life is kind of like in full disarray, it like doesn't, his job doesn't really matter, you know, but, but right. it do, I mean, it's like a thing that like kind of ties him to, to all this stuff. I don't know. It, it's, we can talk more, more about it. Spoiler. Cause I don't want to like give anything away. Sure. Um, but if anything, that's maybe one, compl- I, I think we can meet in the middle to say like, maybe they just don't synergize as well. I, as yeah. I could agree with that. Like them too. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, I mean the things I really like about this movie, cause again, like I, I, I left it being like, I had a good time like watching it. I really dug it. Same. Yeah. Same. Like I thought it was Absolutely. cool. You know, you know, Jim Cummings, like n- no one quite makes movies like Jim Cummings. Like Jim Cummings feels like mm-hmm. a very like informed about cinema director like i feel like he like paints homage like visual homages to like so many other movies and like he like no one quite acts like jim cummings no one quite like writes like jim cummings like no one quite like edits like he does i'm not sure if he's the editor of this Mm -hmm. movie but like all his movies have like a have like a style you know especially i mean wolf of snow hollow is another movie that one of the things that struck me about it was its editing and you know like the movies always look really good so he's really like even if you get like a not super amazing Jim Cummings movie, yeah. like it's still like really cool because like there's not yeah, really it, quite anything like it, you know. Definitely, yeah, he's definitely a very unique actor, and like he he very much even if like at any given time you're not super into either the mystery plot or the satire Hollywood plot, like he is just so entertaining to watch yeah. on the screen at all times. Like I will watch him eviscerate an intern in any movie in any context it will be entertaining, like, yeah. he's such a he's so good at just shouting you know whether it's at people or just like <laughs> at to himself like he's very good at just like kind of having a meltdown and this is very much like a male mount meltdown um movie do you want to know what some of the um uh quick aside what are the some of the uh eight plot keywords on imdb are for the the beta test eight plot keywords hit me so the very first uh, plot keyword word is male frontal nudity. You don't get too much of that, but okay. We also have bit. male nudity. You get we a little have bit. Female yeah. topless nudity. That's true. Female nudity. Male rear nudity. Yes. Pubic hair. Male pubic hair. And the final uh, plot keyword is art house. So, so seven keywords about nudity and then one one uh keyword about art house does that does that seem accurate to you robbie i don't think you see that many pubes um, i'm struggling to remember a pube i watched this movie a couple weeks ago but i i cannot recall i'm having trouble pube. remembering Usually you that... do you do see dong he hangs dong at one point in the movie he does hang dong for a sec yeah he hangs that's dong. right you do see his dick uh, you do see female topless Spoiler, i guess i guess that spoiler, is, that you is see you see you see him hang dong 
Um, I guess in that Though case, maybe, you would you know, see that could... pubic hair there. Yeah, it was just very dark. Because the scenes where you see him hang dong, it's in the, the meeting, the sexual encounter. So it's dark. Right. The lights are off in the hotel room. Right. So right. he think. I mean, that's what he assumes. Well, I guess he knows because he, he saw at the end. Spoilers. Fuck. Um, we 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 probably need to just jump into spoiler territory pretty soon here because I think we're we're slipping we're, in there. Yeah, we're we're getting ready to talk about the actual movie. Um, but yeah, like I like I said, I I, I don't want to come off as like we don't like this movie because I think we both like left being like, yeah, oh, it was cool, it was cool, like yeah, definitely. But it's it's interesting. Like I'm so invested in his like career because like all of his movies are so interesting. But I think it's I think it's to to watch Thunder Road, which is such like an intimate story that also mm-hmm. is something that like was spawned from like a short film he made, which is like the intro of the movie is essentially this short of uh, him at mm-hmm. his uh him at like this cop doing this dance at his mother's funeral. And, you know, it's so much more of like a smaller scale story. And then like he goes into Wolf of Snow Hollow and he makes like it's pretty it's straight up horror movie. You know? It's a creature feature, yeah. yeah. It's cool. And, and it's and it's very cool and has like, you know, it has a fun twist and it's and it's cool. And then he goes into this movie and it's like um uh, psychological thriller. Um it's funny because IMDb also so, says it's like a horror movie. I'm like, I wouldn't quite go that far, but definitely more thriller than horror. Yeah. An erotic thriller. It is, it is erotic. I mean, the it's funny there are scenes that do evoke some like horror elements for sure, especially early sure. on. Um it's like staged that way but yeah it's but it's like you know i feel like beta test is a very like cerebral movie that i think gets a little too galaxy brain for what the confines of his plot can really like handle you know (laughs) sure i mean that and that's really like my only because that's like as the plot progressed like and like as they started kind of like answering your questions about what's happening i think that's like Maybe I would have preferred more ambiguity because I don't. I don't think that I don't think the answers mm. to what's happening is all that satisfying in the movie. They never are, really. Sometimes I mean, like, really yeah, are. I guess so. It depends, but in this one, I definitely felt like I. I didn't. I didn't leave the movie being like, huh. I yeah, think I got. <laughs> I don't know, man. Yeah, like if anything, I think you know his movies are getting more ambitious, sure. um, which is cool, and I think you know part of that and part of our reaction to it is. Something like Thunder Road, you know, you used the word restraint before. I think there is a lot of restraint in that. But it's also, you know, and and you use the word focus. Like, because it's such a small story around this character who is, you know, again, flawed, but charming in a way that you feel, you know, sympathetic for that person. Yeah. Um, I think it's easier to, like, have something like that hit for you emotionally. Whereas, you know, Snow Hollow is... A creature feature which is cool and fun and i enjoy that movie and then this is more the cerebral cerebral thriller so it's like it doesn't like it's you know it's not trying to like hit you emotionally probably so like and and just the way i react to movies most of the time is like the stuff that hits for me like that is the stuff that usually sticks out in my mind longer and sticks with me longer so you know he's just going for a totally different thing here and if anything for one, I'm I'm excited that he's been like cranking out a new movie pretty much every year. Yeah, that's um, crazy. Like, which is also very impressive. Um, and he's you know he's trying different things. So like, 
I'm excited to see whatever the next movie Jim Cummings and crew. I don't know if he's going to continue working with PJ or what, like whatever, but um, I'm always going to go see that whatever the new movie he puts out is. Yeah, for sure. I'm definitely like, you know, invested in whatever he does and what he's doing next. Did you see uh, Halloween Kills? at all have you seen it yet? i actually didn't okay I, i'm aware that he has yeah he has a really good role. he does have a really good like it's such he like a film it's such like a film nerd <laughs> yeah where it's just like if you know jim cummings and you know his filmography it's a really good <laughs> it's like a really good cameo he actually has more than like once he's in the beginning and then he's actually kind of like a pivotal moment uh and a flashback later on oh. in the movie. yeah yeah i i i guess that one was i didn't get a chance to see that one in the theater um and i guess it was what like on peacock or something oh it did come out the same oh yeah it did come out the same time as peacock did not um did not have yeah a peacock so maybe if it's like for rental i can catch it i'm sure i would like to see soon at this point he does love to play a cop though huh yeah i mean if i didn't like it every time i'd be i'd criticize (laughs) every time i'm just like man i'm sorry jim i like i like this (laughs) we love you but a cab really does, that includes you too. Sorry, it's funny though because like in this movie he like impersonates uh, private investigators and like multiple cops a lot. times. Yeah, yeah, yeah so it's yeah, just yeah. like yep. all right, he can't get away. He can't get away. Yeah, you just try to get out, but they pull you back in. Um. Yeah. So that's our our spoiler free impressions on beta test. Uh, I think it's worth watching. Um, if you're not a Jim Cummings fan. Uh, I still think the movie is really cool, and um, I think it's much more of like a, a journey rather than a destination. Like I laughed a lot while watching this movie. Like I laughed like a lot. Like yeah, it's, it's a really pretty, funny, funny movie. Yeah, yeah, it is funny. Um, and I had a good I had a good time checking it out. Um, it's cool to see on the big screen. Like I I dug, I dug it, and it it looks great. It's funny. The performances are really good. And um, if you're curious about his other flicks, like definitely check out Thunder Road and uh, Wolf of Holly. Those movies. They're really good too. They're also yeah. They're also good. It's funny that we spent the whole time talking about like ah, this doesn't work for me, and then we just at the end just oh, here's all the good stuff about it. Yeah, and he's it's also like, like really good though. Good yeah. yeah, yeah, no, it's also really good. Um, yeah, yeah, it looks great. I think it's you know well made, and and again, his performances, her, his performance is really strong. Yeah. If one thing maybe I can also be a little bit critical about, um, and. Again, he has the disadvantage of comparing this to something like Snow Hollow, where I think one of the strongest points about Snow Hollow is the other characters, like the supporting cast in yeah. Snow Hollow is so good. Um, I mean, but it's hard to compete when you have Robert Forster in your movie. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, will never happen again. So, no. um, yeah, I mean... It's true. There's not like a ton of like, at least as far as I know, like big names in the movie. I do like PJ McCabe in the film. Like he's cool. He's like mm-hmm. the co-director and co-writer. Um, and then yeah, he's like he's like the second lead in the movie. He's fun. I mean, everyone who's everyone's like pretty good in the movie. No um, one's bad. Yeah, it's just that they don't quite stand out as he's, much. I'm trying to remember the, the actress's he's name. He's like the show though. He's like the yeah. thing. For if sure. anything, more so than I think those other two movies. I'm trying to remember the name of the actress who was in Snow Hollow, uh, who played his partner, because she was also awesome. Ricky Lindholm. Mike or Jeremy would have known that off the dome, but yeah, they would I, don't, have that, I don't have that capacity. Have that like that. I, have, I have ruined my brain, folks. Yeah, I mean, she's great, but she's also in like she's in a lot of big stuff as too, like Knives Out and shit. Yeah, yep, yeah. 
and a Shiva girl. Cool. It's fine. Go uh, see this movie. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's good. Not we anywhere I could see it nearby. You can see it at story screen. Yeah, it's no longer oh. in theater one, but uh, it'll be in theater two and three or two or three. I don't fucking know. It'll be on it's a around. big. It'll you be on it a big screen. It won't be on the you biggest screen. Is, yeah, yeah. And I still, actually did not realize it was coming to the theater, so I watched it on the video on demand. The video on demand. Um, the biggest screen in your house. Um, yeah. Yeah, worth worth checking out. Go to story screen to see it if you can. But yeah, I think it's worth watching. It's definitely one of the better movies of twenty twenty one. It's worth checking out. Um, and also, you know, you might like it even more than we did. Perhaps. And you might get it. Maybe we're fucking idiots and we don't get it. It's totally yeah. Write in. Leave a comment. Totally like possible. Subscribe. Yeah, like, share, subscribe. Call me a fucking moron. Set of my face. Um. All right, we'll be right back. With spoilies for the beta test. So if you have seen the movie and you want to hear us talk about who dies, we'll be right back. Stick around. Democracy dies in darkness. And we're back with spoilies for the beta test. Starring... I just scared the shit out of my cat with that clap. She don't like she don't like the claps? <laughs> she was on the desk. She did not appreciate it. <laughs> Cut that shit out. Um, yeah, so I, there's a decent amount to spoil in this movie. The trailer gives the briefest of setups, but like, there's a lot to talk about. I, I think the thing that the movie trailer didn't necessarily give me that the movie really went into great detail about was like the idea of your like digital footprint and mm, big data yep. and your data getting sold and used against you. Which, like, there is, like, about, like, a half hour of the movie where I was, like, into that. And then when it got to its, like, kind of culmination, I was, like, I when that one, when that albino guy is just, like, I am the so internet, that, the I was, like, I guess I'm end. fucking yeah, done. Yeah. Like, with, <laughs> with this yeah. plot point, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think, on one hand, it did feel anticlimactic for it to just be some dweeb in his fucking... You know, gamer zone, like just hacking people's data. But at the same time, I guess that's part of the idea of like, you know, anyone can do this, really. It's not that hard to just go out and do this. Yeah. Um, if anything, I, I like how, you know, in the culmination as well, like we talk about when he's kind of has his like, not to jump right to the end, but like his sure. kind of breakdown in the parking garage with his wife. Um. And he kind of ties it all back together, like that idea and that kind of existential fear that probably a lot of longtime movie executives are feeling as the internet age, as like your digital footprint kind of tracks every single thing you do and every little, let's say, maybe um, nasty thing you've done in your career. Like yeah. that idea of, he, you know, he name drops Harvey. Says everybody still wants to be Harvey. Um, obviously, referencing Harvey Weinstein and like that whole, you know, Me Too um, movement that that was born there with with Weinstein um, and kind of grew out of that. Like that idea of like the, the Hollywood being sh shook in a way, and that especially that like rotten core of Hollywood that this movie is so directly targeting. Um, right. You know. Like that idea that like nothing that you do anymore is is incognito. There is no such thing as a a sexual encounter, an incognito uh, 
sexual no uh, liaison with no strings attached. Like that shit is all, you know, everything is tracked now. Everything is is forever in inter- yeah. the internet. So like he's getting at that and then linking that back to, you know, the people in power who have abused that ability to be ambiguous and just get away with shit for a long time. Yeah, I, I, yeah, for sure. I think that's, that's totally an element of it being there. I thought it was interesting though, like the, the way that that character kind of explains like how it works. Like, you know, he didn't get the last letter, so he doesn't, he doesn't know how, like what the final step Mm -hmm. is, but it's just kind of like, it's just blackmail. It's like really expensive Tinder. (laughs) You know, where it's just like, I'm going to set you up. Yeah. Tinder is extremely premium. It's like, you give me, you give me $5,000 and I, I tell you first class who you fuck premium plus. Yeah. It's like inside out. Very, very expensive Tinder where you do the fucking and then you got to pay to find out who, who the fucking was. So I thought that was interesting. Um, yeah, and then also it's like, you know, it is I wonder if that character is like also saying it's like that person's your perfect match, you know, cuz I feel like that's also what the movie's saying, but maybe it's like also that that's like that cynical perspective of it or it's like I don't know if that person that person's your perfect match. It's just uh Sure. the person you probably you're the most curious to find out who you hooked up with statistically you know? probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. St- statistics does not always um make sense when it comes to emotions, but if anything like that that I think during, while I was watching the movie, the thing that did not quite click for me and maybe would have put me over the edge of like going from really liking this movie to just actually loving this movie is like it never really was that clear to me why he was going to such lengths to fig- to get to the bottom of this other than just to f- because it became an obsession for him. Like it if if his motivation was to find out who that person was – that never really came across to me. I, and I'm curious if it if if it hit that way for you. No, I feel like I was I was talking to I watched it with Claire and we were talking about kind of the same thing where it's just like, so why is he like doing this? Because it just yeah, exactly. it's like it's like why you know and and for me I think like what, to my understanding is just he was just so the it, it, obsessive about the mystery of it, you know. But even yeah. when he finds the woman who he slept with or he's like pretty, you know, he's like 99% sure. And like, we as the audience are just like, yeah, I think that's her, you know, it's, it doesn't really give him much closure. Mm-hmm. Um, and I forget if that happens before or after he almost kills that guy. And I also, I also feel like I would have been more satisfied with him being the shit out of that character. But I also could see how it doesn't, it's not really satisfying either way. Like him, like kill, well, like mean, him killing the character. I mean, him killing that guy. Yeah, that's maybe part of the the theme there as well. Is like the chase of the mystery is never as satisfying as when you as the actual outcome yeah. or the reveal. And but I see it there, but I don't think that stuff landed as hard for me as as I would have liked it to. Yeah. Um. Again, because I yeah, I, I found myself just being like, dude, why are you, why are you going at this so hard? Um, yeah and then also why is he and then for for me also i'm like well why are you with your fiance still also like what is keeping you in right in any what is keeping him in any of these chairs you know it's like what like the movie the movie exact one is just like you know it seems like he he's a piece of shit he wants power he wants to be in this kind of like super high-speed lifestyle it seems like so that one kind of checks out but it's like you know he is clearly unhappy and his 
his his future marriage. And also I was confused. I was like, well, your your fiance also seems pretty unhappy in your future yes. marriage. Because like the whole time, and then like the way the movie culminates, I'm still just like, I don't know why she's sticking around either. Like, I'm not quite sure why you guys are doing this. You know? If anything, maybe it is that is like the cynical you know, Look aspect of, of the movie that like all of this is phony. Like he is yeah. a phony. Pro- One of my favorite moments, and it was kind of on the nose, but I did really like it. Like his teeth that he's constantly like do- doing whitening strips yeah. and stuff. When it shows like the back of his teeth and all his back teeth are just completely fucked. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just a nice little like visual like metaphor for his entire personality. And like, as I mentioned in the spoiler free zone, like I think this character more way more so than the characters from his other movies like is just truly a piece of shit. Yeah. And like maybe he throws himself so much into this mystery because he has nothing else because he's mm-hmm. not happy with his job. He knows that's a farce. He knows that everything he does pretty much is a show that's fake just so he can, you know, pretend to live this like lavish lifestyle which they say at some point like they're but not, we're not rich. actually rich, yeah. but, we, but we pretend like we are. Right. Um, and uh, when it comes to his wife, and like clearly he's he's dissatisfied. He's not. He's he pays no attention to his wife, mm. which is you know I mentioned also like in pre spoilers like that the supporting cast is not you know as as uh, entertaining to watch or as interesting as in other movies, and that. Again, I think thematically works out because he's obviously just a selfish prick who doesn't really care about anyone else yeah. besides himself. Um, so, like, I think all those things, I think all those things are very intentional. Um, but it, it at the same time, like, it's hard to. It's again, it's so hard to compare it to something like Thunder Road, where it's just like, oh man, this guy is just doing his fucking best and he's having a hard time, and I feel so much for him. Yeah. Um, whereas this is just like this guy fucking sucks. He sucks. Yeah, you're only like invested in his character because of how good Jim Cummings is at being him. Like how like yes, how awesome he is as an actor and like you know. And it is funny how it's like it's kind of his same. If you've seen his other movies, it's like it's it's kind of the same shtick. But yeah, the housing is different. Where the character in this movie is, he's not very endearing. He is a piece of shit. You know, you want him to. F- he solve still the- has that charm, but it's like you can tell it's fake. Yeah. Yeah, there's, like, nothing behind his, like, soulless fucking eyes <laughs> at all. Mm-hmm. Um, Which, you gotta hand it to him to be able to, like, play someone, you know, the the mannerisms are similar, but, like, the actual, the actual core of that character is very different. Yeah, totally. I, uh, some of the scenes I really like specifically um, are kind of the scenes that are, like, maybe the most, like, horror-inspired, you know, from, like, a visual perspective. I really love, like, the opening of the movie, um, when the, the woman is, like, telling her, her fiancé that she, that she cheated on him via beta test, and they, like, and he, like, kills her. And, like, the scene where he, like, throws her head into the drywall, it's just like, this shit's fucking crazy. And then the, the scene... when he just casually stabs her in the neck with the stick. Dude, every, every, every movie that has a murder that's, like, uh, like, the knife is just, like, can just, human flesh is just, like, flaky butter (laughs) that knives can cut through. It just goes right in. Yeah. Yeah, there's no resistance whatsoever. Uh, I really like that scene, and then I also really like the scene, um, toward the end of the movie, where he's he finds the hacker and he is like mm-hmm. sneaking in and that and the tension of him just like sneaking in there and about to hammer the fuck out of this guy and him wearing the mask just like 
there's like there's one really good like one shot of him like it's like this bookshelf's in focus and he's coming out like coming into focus like all the way from the end it's a super like like drawn out shot and it's really cool and uh, I also really like the scene where it's it's the wife in the parking garage. It's kind of like him having his final monologue, tying this all together. Down. And she's yeah, holding yeah. the scissors the whole time. And you're just like, well, if the beta test taught us anything. Usually the, the cheating spouses don't make it out of this one super well, mm-hmm. which is like another element of the movie that I was surprised didn't have more of like. Um, like, I almost I almost like. Before we got to the end of it, I thought there was like something almost supernatural going on where it's just like, oh, like the beta test makes the test is like, will you or will you not kill your spouse? You know, right, right. You know, I thought Which that's what was going on in the film. Yeah, that piece didn't connect for me either. Like, like because they show throughout the movie, like multiple scenes where a partner is killing their their um their partner who who participated in the beta. Yeah, who did the cheat? Excuse me, in the beta test. Yeah, yeah, who did the cheating? Um. Yeah, and I was surprised at like, you know, the grift at the end, the real, the reveal at the end is that uh, he's just selling you that person's information, yeah. and that there wasn't like something more. Well, it's even like on. it's even like further confusing because like when they're in the diner scene at the end, they're like eight more dead. Like it, it feels like it's just like epidemic you, of dead yeah, couples, yeah. you know? Yes, yeah, and it's not, but it's like not by this character's design. At least it just is something that happens. Yeah, that was a loose end that didn't really make a lot of sense to me. I'm I'm curious if maybe on like a rewatch, that would fit a little better. Um, yeah, I mean it could just but, be uh, you know a, a, a casualty of of doing a cheat. Like people people die in those scenarios, I guess. But like you know, I don't know. I, I that, yeah, I also thought that like thread didn't like quite like fully yeah, connect. And I think that's kind of. Um, I, I feel that way about a few of the aspects yeah. of this movie, and um, though I still like it, um, I do want to come back to the end with like him kind of just having his Dexter ending and re- retreating to the uh, <laughs> Pacific Northwest yeah. with his with his wife. Um, that didn't make a ton of sense either, but like reflecting on it now and and thinking about like it in the context of like the bigger satire of you know consequences in hollywood and that kind of stuff like i think there is maybe a statement to be made there that the majority of the time these consequences don't really stick they kind of just lay low for a while and then move on with their lives um even when someone does you know get caught caught out with allegations or um does get in that kind of legal trouble or or whatever like when the digital foot when you step in shit with your digital footprint a lot of the time, unfortunately, the person who, who is the abuser um, gets away. Right. Um, and not that this, not that he's like explicitly an abuser in this movie. Maybe that would be too on the nose. I mean, he's, he he's verbally abusive to the people around a, him. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. but he's, he's not. He's, he's not shady. like Weinstein abusive in in that way. Yes. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, like he is like just a total piece of shit. And then, like, yeah, and it just makes me, it makes the other characters around him, like, his fiance. I keep going back to, because I'm just like, why are you staying with this guy? Because yeah. he can't be doing fucking any, because it's like, he doesn't actually have money. He doesn't give mm-hmm. you attention. And he's, nope. like, not even invested in your wedding. It's like, what's, 
the point. And, may, and maybe, and like, listen, I'm here for like, that is the point, you know, like some people stay in this, in this shit, you know, people stay, stay in these like loveless things because of the status of it or because of image. It's, it's image or the fact that it's going like it's, it's, it's something that's moving. Like why restart all over? I don't know. You know, I, yeah. I can see how people get trapped in that, but, uh, I mean, at the end of the movie, I think it's implied that she's pregnant, right? Because at the diner scene, she like holds her stomach at one point when yeah, she's talking to him. Right. So I was mm-hmm. like, I think that's what is going and on they here. Did have sex at the at the uh, when they were staking out their wedding? Yeah, um, they were looking for venues. And I like that scene too because like there's a there's a lot of good tension in the um, the scene where they're in the woods because like they're in seclusion. I thought she was gonna like kill him there because she knew. I did like that scene. Yeah. Where and then when, like and then when they, them, it was all those cuts and stuff. Yeah. And then when they bang, like, I thought that was a really good scene. Cause it's like animalistic, but it's like, you know, you could tell he's, he's like into it, but he's also remembering like his affair and all that's like kind of happening at once. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really interesting. Um, there's a lot of really cool scenes of just like him kind of like spacing out. And then like, you know, they're like editing all these other scenes on top of each other. And like, and they, they just really communicate like, anxiety visually super like in a super interesting way in this movie and i think that's that's the thing about jim coming movies in general is like the craft of them is so cool to see like they're all they all like look cool sound cool just are really cool and like you know like this movie has almost like shining moments of just like like the shining like you know of just like like long drawn out Mm -hmm. scenes like people just staring creepily into the camera like just like really cool stuff like that happening in it you know and 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 i like that um but i just yeah i just think from like a a plot perspective is really just like there are just some things that just kind of like i think it's been so many places because we're talking about all this stuff and like you know we we already have stopped talking about the the movie executive element of the movie because it's like it feel i just feel like it feels so dissonant from everything else happening you know i think those things do do work with each other on one level but i think you know to your point there that that this i do think this is a more ambitious movie than the movies that he's than the the other two that he's done there is a lot more going on in it and just by that nature of there there being a lot you know they're biting off a lot more with this um and maybe not everything gels as perfectly or gets resolved or is you know as um makes as much sense because there's so much stuff going on yes and that's not necessarily a bad thing you know it's just it is what it is with this kind of thing like if it's if it achieves that that sense that sense of tension which i think you're right it does consistently have that just like god this fucking sucks for this guy this it is like this everything is going wrong and i I feel definitely uncomfortable and tense while this is all happening for a thriller that is you know the intention um and i do think it accomplishes that there's just a lot of other stuff going on in there too yeah it just doesn't all like kind of like neatly not even necessarily has to be neatly but yeah i just think there's so many parts of it where it's like you know yeah yes i agree i also think there's like two really (laughs) there's two scenes in the movie i really fucking don't like and they're both like like Uh exposition scenes and it's the scene in the beginning where they're explaining what the packages thing is and i was like this scene's Uh so fucking weird because they are explaining to the audience what this like company does but why would they be explaining it to the people who work there what they do 
Do you remember this Wait, scene? The, they're in like a the board. It's like scene. very early on in the movie. They're in the boardroom and they're explaining like, oh, we do this and like, we do this, this, yeah, this. Yeah. I'm like, why are they explaining the job to this like round table of people? Like, why are they well, doing? Are they that? explaining it to someone who they're trying to to like? I, sell in in to? that scene, I don't think so because they're being super like they're like, and we do it to rip everyone off, you know, like yeah. So I was like, that's really that was weird. Those those boardroom scenes don't really make a lot of sense because like PJ is there and that one other character that you see a few times is in there. Yeah, um, that kind of looks like PJ. He's in the blue suit. Yeah. Um, and then there's I have no idea who any of those fucking people are or why they matter. And then there's I, the scene where he explains like big data and your digital footprint and all that stuff. I was just like when they're in the bar. Yeah, I was like <sighs> the scene where it's like spinning around them. Yeah, the whole time. and I'm just I like I just saw he posted on Twitter like a behind the scenes thing of how they did that camera rig that they had set up and it's just like a camera on a big like circular track just going around and around cool. and around them. Yeah, yeah. But that scene I feel like also kind of like took me out and i think it's like some of that stuff where it's, it's just a like corny but maybe like tongue-in-cheek i almost i read it as like kind of tongue-in-cheek that's fair like explaining and then and then th- if anything like jim cummings as a young handsome dude doesn't make sense for like i feel like the more like kind of for lack of a better word like boomer kind of agent mentality like old old school hollywood yeah like old guard kind of thing maybe that's what he's trying to be but he's failing at that and also you can't really do that anymore and that's part of the point, but like, maybe he, maybe Jim Cummings is just too handsome to be to be this nasty. I don't buy it. I mean, the handsome handsome guys can be nasty. That's true. They can be that's bad. True. They can be bad. Not all. He's just know. such a sweet. His other movies. Such a sweet he's such boy. a sweet fucking sweetie. Yeah. I mean, in this movie, I was told I'm just like this guy fucking sucks because he's like he's like cocky but also like insecure. And when oh, you're yeah. and when oh, no. you're he's and when you're shit. both that's like that's. That's the worst kind of person you can be. You My know? brain is just like, no, this isn't. No, not this guy. No, he but he nice. But he nice though. But he nice. He has a daughter. He has a daughter. If anything, like that's my problem is I bring too much of his other his other films into this me. one. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think I think like some of this movie. I think this movie honestly like kind of tries to neatly wrap up more things than I think it needs to. I think if it kind of left stuff a little bit more like ambiguous, I think I would have been kind of more. Sure. Like, it kind of left Especially in my devices to interpret, actual, like the 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 beta test as like a concept. Yeah, like giving giving ambiguous. us like a an answer and like what it is. Like I just feel like doesn't really add much to the movie. Like giving mm-hmm. us the hacker character doesn't really like give me much of like a layer to like the actual film. You know, I think explaining. Yeah. That it's your digital footprint that led to the beta test. I, yeah, I think the, the lengths that the movie goes to explain what the beta test is doesn't interest me as much as, like, what if it's just this, like, ever-looming presence in this guy's life, you know? Right. You know? Right. And then once his wife, like, once it's revealed that his wife kind of knew about it, at least since the last letter or the second letter. That was confusing to me, too. I well, was like, wait, like, So she doesn't she she really not care? She... Well, And I think, like, it wouldn't have been even more interesting if it's just like, yeah, it doesn't matter. Because he faces no consequences no matter what, you know? So yeah, at that point, yeah. like, we know that, and they're still giving us all this information. We're just like, it doesn't really, I don't really give a shit. You know, I don't really care. Like, yeah. I wanted to rewatch this one. I just didn't find the time. I think maybe having it, rewatching it might connect all this together a little bit better. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I agree with that. It's always, it's, it's tough with a, a mystery because the whole time you're like, 
what's going on? What are you going to so do? maybe going back and knowing what's going on might might help connect some of those threads a little better. But yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. All right, Jack. Anything else to say on the uh, the beta test? I think that's pretty much that. That covers it. Yeah, I think so. What else you got? You been up to anything else? Uh, I've been watching two. Have I been watching anything? Uh, I tried watching that Arcane show because everyone's just like, "This oh, the, shit's the so League, good." The League of Legends. Yeah, story. and you know what? I, I think the animation was pretty cool on that. Animation was cool. I didn't get very. Into I don't know it, the though. first fucking thing about League of Legends though. You didn't. You weren't into it. I wasn't into it, and like you know, Robbie loves animation, but I I gotta give it another shot. But it wasn't hitting for me. And then um, Claire was watching. I know what you did last summer, and I was and I was like you know in and out for that. And uh, that show's fucking terrible. They made a show. Of, it's and, yeah, summer. it's awful. But like it was fun to see what was going down. Oh, and you know what? Her and I are also watching um, Mythic Quest, which I actually like uh. a lot more. Than I thought it would. It's not amazing. Robert McElhenney. Yes. Mac. But um, there is there's like a like bottle episode that doesn't really deal with like what's going on in the main plot. And I think it's like episode five, and it's really one of the best episodes of TV I've ever fucking seen. I think it's I do like so good. good. I like a bottle episode. So. Like so if anyone's interested in that, uh, I would still watch. I mean, the show I think is worth watching. It's fun. It definitely, like, I wish it was better, but the things that I was afraid about it, of it being, like, this, like, show about video game culture and, like, and, like, video game studios, it actually, like, isn't as, like, quote-unquote cringe as I thought it was. It's, like, very easy for that stuff to be Yeah, cringy. and, like, the, and the like listen, it, it's there, is... it's there a little bit, and, like, you know, like, it's there a little bit, but I thought it was gonna be way more, like, ugh, like, for the most part, it's just, like, they're trying, and, like, I can, I can respect that, and the times where they kind of sure. maybe... Step over bounds. I'm just like, well, you know, it's fine. I'm not gonna be too much of a commotion about it. It's I, it's nice, I, yeah, easy watching. I like that Robbie McElhenney. He's a he's a funny dude. He's great so in the I, show. I'm sure that his his show is probably pretty funny. His other show, yeah, yeah. he's uh, he's dialed in. But otherwise, yeah, I think that's all I've been watching. I think great. Yeah, what about you? We just started Succession in this household in the college. I would like to, I would like to watch Succession. I've seen the first Succession, episode and I liked it. It surprised me on how comedic it is. That is, uh, that's a comedy show. Um, yeah. It's a drama also, but I'm in it for the comedy. All the just like crash zooms that they do on people's faces at, at the most opportune times. That's good stuff. Yeah. I like that. Nice. I'm excited to watch more of that. And I caught Spencer. Um, oh, yeah. We saw Spencer screen. too. Yeah. I liked it. What did you think of Spencer? I thought it was good. Yeah. Yeah, I liked it. I, I it was good too. A little one note. Yeah, yeah. I I enjoyed it. I thought like I kind of wish it got even more like kind of like surreal and like nightmarish because the times where it really does that, I really liked it. Dude, they put the hereditary soundtrack in that thing, and so just, I, the, they the just score, like mix the Birdman and the hereditary scores together. The score in that movie, I think, is like eleven out of ten. Like so fucking good, and like the it's you cool. know like the the design of the castle and like the the elements of the movie that make it like a fable. It you know, looks I thought cool. I like that like washed out. It's cool, yeah. Ratio. And I think like Kristen yeah. Stewart like does a good job, but she is a little bit like it's like she's doing like this. You know, it's like one note but good. Like she's doing like one. It's like yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> they pepper in little moments of like 
you know like just when someone's having a bad time the entire time it's like it's rough to watch yeah i get it yeah those you know, some of those I'm scenes sorry. where she's like chilling with her kids and stuff and i'm like i like this yeah. it's cool but those are those are very few and far between i agreed yeah um but yeah. i do think like you know i did feel like anxious for her which i think is like what like the movie was trying to get you to do is like like kind of feel her what her like looming anxiety was like during sure. that time and i do think it, it's very effective in doing that and i just love um I love all like the scenes like in the kitchen and stuff too. I thought that was cool with like her kitchen oh, yeah, staff. That, guy, that was like the, the, the guy from Green Knight and uh yes, he's in something else too. Yes, but the um, chef. Yeah, he I thought he was great. I thought it's a cool I think it's a cool movie. It just um it didn't hit for me hundred percent for sure. That's pretty much where I landed on it too. Yeah, yeah but I thought sure. like I was like I was like, I'm glad I watched it. Because like, you know, I like Claire wanted to go and I was like, I just dragged her ass to see Eternals, like I'll see this fucking movie, <laughs> and I was just like, Fair. I was like, it's pretty good. Like I and I, oh, I was, boy, I was actually. I know you super- recorded a podcast. What do you think of Eternals? Uh, I I thought it was. <laughs> it's not as bad as fucking. Everyone's like losing their fucking mind about it. It's like Fair not. Enough. It's definitely one of the weaker Marvel movies for sure. But like, mm-hmm. it's you know, it's 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 not too unlike this movie where it's just like it's a little ambitious. You know, it's trying to be this like proto it's it's like trying to be the prometheus of the marvel movies oh god and like that's kind of fucking hard to do you know yeah sure um, sure but like there's some things that it, really there's some things that like really hit though that was maybe in the running for the most annoying uh Twitter? pre-release internet uh discourse of all time um we'll never dethrone the king uh which joker. is joker yeah. of the most annoying fucking discourse but uh it's up there yeah, people were very annoying about that. Well, you know, movies can be diverse and bad, and vice versa, so it's fine. Yeah, no one should talk about movies. I've just decided right now on this podcast where we're talking about movies. Just everyone mm-hmm. shut the fuck well, up. This is the, la- this is the last one, then. Uh, just watch them. The movie is the talking. Thank you That's for listening said. to the last episode of Hot Takes. We're done. We're not doing any more. Jack's decided that up. talking about movies is over, and I'm inclined to agree. Uh, it's a thing of the past. We're not the only final podcast on Story Screen. Story Screen is home to many final podcasts, final articles, and final reviews. You can head over to our website today, and then after that, it'll be over because there will be no one left. But you can check out all of the other content that our very talented staff of writers, editors, uh, unhinged Twitter personalities, and etc. Do on there. You can also find our schedule for our mom and grop brick and mortar movie theater location in Beacon, mom, mom New York. And grop. Mom and grop. Grop is there. Grop, yeah. Grop. Say hello to grop. Say hello to grop. Give him a handshake. Yep. Put a nice spit in your hand and shake his hand. Um, and yeah, you can also uh, go to grop, just to clarify the the grunts and squeals. Um, are for grop are performed by Josh Gad. Yes. Just to clarify. Yeah, we know. They know. Not everyone knows. Just got to clarify. We'll be back with more hot takes coming at you very soon. But until then, peace. Goodbye. Goodbye.